and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Tuesday, November 3rd, Election Day. Amazing. Very, <laughs> very exciting day. Uh, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined here by my partner in crime, Mr. Andrew Hansen. And we are here to really dissect this Houston Open that's coming up this weekend. And uh, we're going to get it out a few days early to give everybody a chance to make some money in golf. So then next week, they're ready to really ramp it up for the Masters. So how are you doing on this wonderful election day, sir? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, there's nothing else going on on this November 3rd day other than this podcast, right? Oh, exactly. oh, yeah, there is. I guess there is that election thing happening. So, <laughs> yeah, big day here. And we're taking a break to to get the golf in and... Yeah, excited about it because we've got some big names coming back into yeah. the mix. Guys who've been dealing with COVID, guys who are starting to uh, practice up for the Masters. Um, so exciting here. Like you said, good opportunity to build the bankroll before the Masters. It really was. And and last week, uh, boy, what a strong finish we had for some of our guys. A lot of members cashing in on the weekend and specifically the uh, fourth uh, and final day of the uh, tournament last week. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and this field is way better than last uh, last week's. And so I, I was surprised, to be honest with you, that it was that strong. And the amazing part is, I you know, the Houston Open, I have played on the course where they normally play that, in the woodlands and, and such. I had no idea uh, until I did my research that they moved this uh, to a different place. And that ha they have not hosted a tournament there since 1963. That's even before I was born. So, you know, <laughs> we're talking, you know, they may have uh, whittled the sticks at the, in those days. God only knows. Right. But, uh, uh, yeah. So it's a it's a course that, you know, we're not going to have course history. So it's going to we're going to uh, really dive into some of the stats that we think are going to uh, come into play. And you are the man, the expert, and uh, the knowledge gainer in our golf world. So bef before I dump it over to you to give us all that info, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, and that is betus.com.pa. They are the best. We love them. Uh, you can still bet on the election on there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, you know, you don't have to take a day off, I guess, if you don't want to. But, uh, yeah, really, really appreciate those guys. Uh, check them out. 125% match uh, and uh, good, good stuff. So, all right, give us a little info on this exciting golf adventure on this Muni course here in downtown Houston. Well, yeah, it's funny because, you know, most of these courses on the PGA Tour, either they play them every year or at least there was some event in the last 15 or 20 years that some right. of the members of the field, like if Tiger's there or some of these older guys like this week, Stuart Sink, like they've all played there for some event, but not exactly. this one. You no, know, been, 57 been, years. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so it's been redesigned by Tom Doak and uh, Brooks Kepka helped with the redesign. So kind yeah, of an interesting, an interesting story. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and one of the features is they reduced a number of the bunkers. So there's only 19 or 20 bunkers. There's a lot of sloping grass areas instead around the green. So you get a little bit creative. And it is a municipal course, like you said. So it's built so that the amateur can 
have a fun time out there, but it also presents uh, a different challenge to the pros and they have to get a little bit creative. So it'll be fun to watch. And it's a longer course than last week in Bermuda, which was under 7,000 yards. Now we're back up at 7,432 yards, par 72. And we've got another interesting layout with five par fives and five par threes. So I, I took a deep dive into those stats again. And the other thing I want to mention is that it has smaller greens, uh, very slopey, undulated, uh, tough yes. putting surfaces. To me, it kind of reminds uh, it reminds me of the course layout that we had just a few weeks ago at the CJ Cup at Shadow Creek in Las Vegas. Remember right. how they were smaller greens, very contoured, yeah. um, so strokes gained approach and, and putting were uh, a big factor there. And so... I think guys who played on that course and played well should uh, have a bit of an edge here. So I want to start by just mentioning some of the guys that finished high in, in the tournament at Shadow Creek. Uh, yeah. Some of these names that um, guys who've been playing well recently, uh, and they are going to fit into a lot of these statistical categories. But Look, Let me jump in real quickly before sure. you name names here, because a couple things I wanted to add, being down here in Texas – and uh, you know, knowing how the weather's been lately and then looking into it for this tournament, weather is gorgeous. It's nice and cool in the mornings, like mid 70s, uh, upper 70s during that's the day. Warm to me. <laughs> for us, that's just that is perfect. Uh, no big winds, nothing like that. Like last week, man, that was right. a blast watching that Bermuda win when it was 30 mile an hour sustained, etc. So as far as the weather goes and then leading up to this tournament, the weather, the course should be immaculate. So uh, all of that aspect, I don't see any huge advantage uh, afternoon to morning sessions. So that that stuff that comes into play a lot, I think you you don't have to worry about whatsoever. And uh, I think the, the course will play true. And from everything that I read about it as well, just to reiterate some of the things that you said is, you know, it's it's going to be one of those uh, cases where just because they have a lot of par fives doesn't mean it's going to be an easy scoring course. I mean, one of the par fives, I believe, was 607 or 617 or somewhere in that neighborhood. So and, you know, there's a couple long par threes, 240 and stuff like that. So, you know, I think it'll play true and fair. Uh, like you said, you're, you're not going to have a lot of bunkers or water. Uh, to deal with, but a lot of those grassy collection areas, if you miss the greens, and I think uh, from what I read today, they're, they're running about 11 on the stint meter, so it's going to be, uh, you better read the break and read it right, or you're going to see a lot of three putts. So anyway, just wanted to share that with, uh, you know, going in, because sometimes weather is a big part of the story, and I don't think we have anything to worry about here. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the weather because comparing it to last week, like you did, Bermuda, I mean, those pins were basically bent over sideways a lot yeah. of the time. And so I really don't think last week has a ton of correlation to this week no. because it, it was so windy and because it was so short. So it's a, it is a much different uh, scenario here with the length and no wind. So I, I do think it compares more to Shadow Creek. And if you look at the guys who had good finishes that week, of course, that was when Tyrrell Hatton came over and was in third place, tied with uh, Henley, your yeah. boy Henley, who who helped you win on on the weekend. He and sure then did. Taylor Gooch was fifth, 
Lanto Griffin was tied for seventh. Uh, he finished. He followed that up with a tied for eleventh. And then he's playing nice golf. I yeah, watched him quite a bit this weekend. I like his game. Yeah. Next, we've got uh, Victor Hovland. He was tied for twelfth that week. Siwoo Kim seventeenth, and then Mark Hubbard seventeenth. So all those guys obviously are in the field this week. So they get a tiny bit of a, a boost up for me. But um, like I said, what I really looked into more was the par five and par three scoring again, because we have this anomaly with five of each instead of the traditional four or sometimes right. even three par fives. But yep. we have five this week. Looking at the par five scoring this year for the guys who are in the field this week, Ollie Schneiderjans is number one after his terrific performance last week. In Bermuda, we uh, recommended him to members. He finished in third place, and he was he only sure sixty-two hundred. Yes, on DraftKings, he was almost he was minimum price. One of the uh, huge, huge value plays. Great, great call last week, uh, Andrew. This week he's up to seventy-one hundred. So, uh, no, no longer the completely secret squirrel, but um, still you know, cheap. Still cheap, and and uh, if you if you look at the actual numbers, he was ten under on his twelve par fives played. Last mm-hmm. week, there were only three of them. So really incredible there. Um, John Huh. Okay, here's a, here's a name for you. Okay. He is um, you know, a lesser-known guy. He's 30 years old, um, but he had a great uh, top 20 at the Shriners. And because of the scoring that week that he did, he was fourth in par-5 scoring, and he was first in par-3 scoring. So... Not a bad situation for a guy who's only 6,300 on DraftKings. Huh? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> 6,300 for those stats. I'll take that. Wow. Uh, next on the list of par five scoring. Now we're going to get into some more of the well-known names. Uh, Mr. Finau, who's back in the field. He's sixth this year in par five scoring. Christopher Ventura is ninth. Yeah, uh, been on him some recently. He missed the cut last week on the yeah. number. That was a gut punch, boy. Oh man, yeah, it was. Uh, Victor Hovland is tenth in this category. Uh, Harold Varner the third, who blew up in the second round. He's on here. J.T. Poston, yeah, Cameron he, didn't Davis. He, didn't he card an eighty? I think it was seventy-eight or seventy-nine. It was up there. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Uh, Cameron Davis, and then here's another name for you. Okay, James Hahn. Uh, another one of these grinders. He is yeah. 39 years old, and he has won before, and he's found something here lately because his last three tournaments, tied for ninth, tied for sixth, and tied for fifth. And really? He's, he's only 8,000. Talk about under the radar. Yeah, exactly. So uh, huh. there's there's another one to mention. And then just a couple more in par fives. Denny McCarthy, who you've been on a lot recently and he's really known for his putting but he he kind of improved his tee to green here recently he was tied for fourth in bermuda yeah so he's a nice value at under eight thousand. and then uh, sam burns who's 29th uh this year he was 21st in this category last year wyndham clark 29th this year tied for sixth last year and of course he just lost in the playoff right and then sergio he's the other guy in the top 30 so uh, those guys get a bit of an edge with par five scoring. And then the, the big hitters from last year who don't have as much uh, data this year, Dustin Johnson, of course, who's been out with COVID, Hideki, 
and then two more guys that I really like this week, Scotty Scheffler and Sunjay Im. They were both very good yep. at par five scoring last year. And I like how this course is setting up for those two. Definitely. And Kepka too. I mean, you've got to put him in that mix when he's healthy and playing well also, as far as a banger like that. Um, very interesting. I mean, this, it's going to be, the reason I like this course is there is going to be a need for length off the tee with those par fives. There's going to be uh, very important to have a good short game because you have to land the ball on the right spot on the greens with yes. the undulation or you're going to roll down into those uh, little grass, you know, spots where you got to chip it up there. And then, you know, you got to be able to putt, especially if they're rolling that fast. So this this will be a kind of tournament where it's going to take an all around guy to, to just really be on top of his game. Uh, what I want to do, though, is because we, we sort of skip by it since the the incredible win streak came shattering down with two losses <laughs> in a row for Mr. Hansen here, trying to sort of wiggle out of the betus.com.pa uh, odds challenge that I always give you. <laughs> so I decided I'm going to make it easy for you today. Let oh, you get thanks. Let you get some momentum going back, get that confidence going. So very simple. I'm piece of cake for you. I'm going to give you the 11th through 20th guy. So re removing the top 10 without telling you who they are. And all you need to do is get three correct before you miss three of that whole group of guys of 10 guys. Piece of cake. Oh, it's so easy. <laughs> um, how about uh, one of the guys we were just talking about, Lanto Griffin? He is right square in the middle of it at plus 4,500. Okay. How about a gentleman who was top five for us uh, on our GPP winning lineup last week? By the way, we gave out a, a GPP lineup on FanDuel, and it cashed. Yeah. Even though it had Justin Suck in there. Man, And, and I, was... I renamed him Justin Suck. <laughs> <laughs> he, <was, H> <laughs> he was five under par in the I second know. round through the seventh hole. He was tied for either 11th or 12th place in the tournament. Yep. And then over the last 11 holes, he went Collapsed. seven over par to miss the cut by one. Oh, he was set, man. And, oh. and I, I was watching on there. And on 16, he doubled and then bogeyed on 17 to fall below the cut. If yeah. I would have had dentures, my teeth would have fell out right on the table. I couldn't oh. believe it. Brutal. But anyway. Okay. Uh, that, that's yeah. what the wind will do. What the wind will do to you. Well, he um, keeps a K on the end of that S-U-H name until he proves us different. That was rough. <laughs> That was rough. Um, so, in, okay, so we got Lanto Griffin. How about uh, Texas man Jordan Spieth? Missed by one. Ooh, he's down at outside the top twenty. Okay, twenty first. Right. No respect for the no local. respect for the the hometown Texas boys. Five thousand right. plus five thousand. All right, I know who I was going to say. I lost my train of thought. The other guy who was on our uh, GPP lineup last week that that cashed. How about Doc Redmond? I knew that was coming. That was yeah. the lay. That was your layup one yeah. right there. And he played great. We talked a lot about him on the podcast, and he easily could have won that tournament. He was he was playing some good golf. All right, you only need one more, and you could have two misses. So no whammies here. About I got to go with my lefty Brian Harmon. You got it. Yeah, right. he's actually up there in twelfth, which is 
which is high. I so I I'll give you this one today. You did great. All right, so those those uh, I'll read you the top twenty. Let's get this into everybody's heads because it's key. Huge chalk favorite. I mean, we're talking chickadee chalk here. Dustin Johnson's plus seven hundred. Then you jump all the way to Tyrrell Hatton at plus 1,300. He's the second choice, but almost at double the odds. Then you the, the finish out the top 10, you've got Kepka Finau, Matsuyama Hovland, my man Russell Henley, Scott, Scotty Scheffler, who I take just about every week as well, and then the guy you like a lot too, Sun, Sunjay M., and then the guys to win the contest for you, Sergio, which is pretty good. I mean, he's 11th choice to win this event, which is a surprise, only plus 3,000. You have Jason Day, who was playing great until he had that back issue uh, two tournaments ago. So hopefully he's healthy. Then as you got Brian Harmon, Lanto Griffin, Doc Redman, Siwoo Kim, Zach Johnson, which shocked me. I haven't seen him in the top 20 in a while. Shane Lowry, Corey Connors, and my guy, Denny McCarthy. So there's your top group uh, to give you a feel uh, sort of where the betus.com.pa odds are coming from. And so as we're talking about them, let's listen to the golden voice himself, and then we'll complete the statistical breakdown of some of these guys that Andrew has uncovered for some strong plays and, of course, He's Mr. Value Golfer. He'll give us some of those great value plays. So here is a word from betus.com.pa. Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at betus.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sports book welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw dropping sign up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sports book is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. All right. Let's dive back in and let's go right back to Mr. Golfer. Andrew, what do you got? So let me get into some of the par three scoring. Uh, as I mentioned, number one on this list for this season, John Ha. So there's your there's your value play right off the start at, at 6,300 on DraftKings. Okay. Next is Stuart Sink, who had another great finish in Bermuda. He's he's been hot with the putter. And yep. then the two guys we've already mentioned because of that great play in Vegas, Cheryl Haddon and Russell Henley. They're top ten on par three scoring. Again, there's five of them on this course. Yeah. Next is Ted Potter Jr., who I don't plan on playing. He hasn't made hmm. a, a cut since July. Ooh. Then we've got Patty Harrington, who's getting back in the mix here. He was tied for 26 last week in Bermuda. And for some reason, he's just uh, playing a bunch of golf here. But yeah. he was up in 12th uh, on Saturday there for a while. Yeah. I was stunned. Yep. Yeah. 
speaking of 12th, tied for 12th this year in that stat is Cameron Tringali, who mm. is also the best putter in the field this wow. year. If you look at the putting stats, overall putting for this season, he's seventh. So uh, there's another nice mid-tier option at 7,300. He's plus 10,000, and he's just ahead of your man, Ollie Schinderhans. Schneider Jones, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> just call him Ollie. Ollie's uh, plus 11,500. That might be worth 20 bucks just to, yeah. to get a, a that yeah. one. Just reminds me of Schneider Ollie, Ollie, she, Ollie from Hoosiers. Remember Ollie from Hoosiers? I should know how to say it. It's just one of those mind blocks. I, I yeah. know him. I've watched him. He's, you know. He's the guy. Well, he, does, he never wears a hat. No, I know it. It's it's weird to see a guy with no hat. But uh, it came in handy, though, with those wins. Everybody else was chasing. They right. even had those bucket hats on trying to not uh, have to hit the win. Right. So, all right. Uh, a couple more here. Aaron Wise, Tom Hoagie, Wyndham Clark, and Pat Perez. Um, and then C.T. Pan, also in the, the top 20. Um, putting, the guys who are at the top of the putting are sort of, you know, run-of-the-mill guys. After Tringali, we've got Patton Kazire, Sam Ryder. Then we get into J.T. Poston. And then here we go again with Tyrrell Hatton. Seems to be up there in every statistical category. Yeah. Then uh, Andrew Putnam, then Russell Henley again, and Stuart Sink. So, um, you know, I think those things do correlate pretty well, the putting with the par threes. You know, um, so guys like Hatton and Henley just and, and Tringali, uh, really consistent in those overlapping categories. And then uh, the final stat I want to mention here is strokes gained off the tee. As you mentioned, it is important to have some length here and get it in the fairway uh, to try to reach some of these par fives in two. And so if you look at uh, that stat for this year, we've got Sam Burns, uh, Scheffler is eighth, Sungjae Im, Christopher Ventura, Victor Hovland, Doc Redman, Cameron Davis, Wyndham Clark, James Hahn, Henrik Norlander, uh, Duffner, and then Hatton again. So you see a lot of the the same names show up on strokes gained off the tee as the par five scoring. Right. Um, so uh, I, I like that correlation as well this week. Interesting. No, I, I, I think those are all, you know, very, very good numbers to look at. I mean, the, the thing is, there's there's a group of players. It's, it's hard to understand how guys are uh, up top of multiple categories, but you never see them making cuts or on the leaderboard. It's right. just odd. They must, I don't know if it's, they have too many others, if you will, right. like double bogeys and such or what the deal is, but uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to believe, you know, my favorite golfer, I'll just start, start it right off. as far as that part goes, uh, I think for me, it's pretty easy. And then hearing all your stats on top of it, I just think Tyrrell Hatton is in a great spot here. I think, uh, you know, he is expensive. I get it. But I just, I love his spot. He's uh, fourth most expensive, uh, 10. But he's 1,200 uh, less than uh, uh, DJ on DraftKings. And then on FanDuel, uh, he's third at 11.7. He's below Johnson and Kepka. I just think... His form, the way he's played at the end of last season, getting settled back in here, the statistics that, you know, that really lead to his 
game uh, fit this course really well. 13 out of 15 cuts. He played in 15 events and had eight top 10s. I mean, that's getting Rory-ish right there. Yes. So, uh, you know, I just want to toot his horn first off the bat because he is going to be my foundational guy this week. Yeah, you can't go wrong there. I mean, it just makes a ton of sense. He's been so hot, so consistent. So I like that call. In, in terms of the other top names here, my plan this week is to fade DJ and Kepka. DJ's coming off of COVID. Uh, let's see him kind of get healthy, get back in the groove of competition. Kepka, you know, we know he's been struggling with injury. And we also know that all he cares about is winning majors. So to me, this is just a get in shape, you know, get back in the groove, just like DJ, get ready for the Masters. And, you know, he might finish top 20 with his eyes closed if he's healthy. But I don't feel the need to spend up on him this week. I'd rather go with, you know, the savings on Hatton, uh, some of these other guys I like in the 9K range. The one guy I do like up there to get a little bit lower ownership is Tony Finau. You know, he okay. is he's coming off that, what was it, 11th place finish in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know he absolutely destroys par fives. You know, length, uh, he's one of the longest hitters on, on tour. Uh, so I, I, like, uh, I like how things are, are setting up for Tony Finau this week and get lower ownership than those other guys. Well, no one ever can can say, hey, those guys at Coach Talk are chalk players because I'm going to fade Johnson and Kepka in everything. I'm not going to roster either guy, and I think they'll both get a ton of, of play uh, for, for all the reasons you just stated exactly. You know, coming off the injury, uh, coming off COVID, uh, really focusing much more on the Masters next week. I just, you know... They both have the talent, like you said, to win this, you know, without question. I just don't want to go there, and I'd much rather save that salary for other people. As far as Finau goes, you know, he's second most expensive guy on DraftKings to Johnson, and that just blows my mind. I mean, I like Tony Finau. He's he, Finau. He's a great, seems like a really great guy, very, very cordial, very uh, professional out there, plays well. I just don't think he's a finisher, and I know I've said this on other shows, but uh, you know when he he gets close, it just doesn't seem like he can get it done. And I mean, the, the dude's stats across the board are phenomenal: nineteen and twenty-three cuts, nine top tens, a scoring average in sixty-nines. I mean, he's under seventy average, even in you know that takes into consideration all those rough tournaments with the you know. U.S. Open kind of uh, uh, roughs and then the wind ones, etc. So, I mean, statistically, he's as good as anybody on the board. I just don't see that finish killer look. He's uh, And I know I've said this before as well, and I hope he proves me wrong in one of these tournaments, but he just doesn't look like a guy that has that grit to, to be a, a big champion. I, I see him consistently being a top 10 player uh, and just, and grind. And like, you know, let's face it, even in the Ryder cup, you, you know, when, when really the spotlight's on, he didn't get it done there either. And that it tells a little bit about somebody's uh, intestinal fortitude, I think. And I don't mean to be, you know, uh, dumping on Finau here, but 
you know, I just don't think he deserves to be in the top two highest priced guys on the board until he rips some victories off and, and backs it up. Well, I, I agree with your analysis in terms of the intestinal fortitude, getting, getting the gritty victories. He just hasn't done that yet. But the reasons I like him uh, to add a little bit is this isn't a major. Okay, so it's not the complete spotlight. And you mentioned the top tens. His nine top tens are as many as anyone else in the field. Uh, DJ also has nine. Nobody else has touched that. Yeah. And with a guy up there that expensive, it's I mean it's hard to pick a winner. And if I if I roster him, I'm I'm hoping for top five. And I think there's right. a decent a decent chance he can get us that. So I'm going to get a little bit of exposure to him. Um, he's a great cash play for that exact reason. You yeah. know, he's going to make the cut and you know, he's going to be up in there. But, you know, I still want to see the guy finish it off. If he does get to that point where he can finish, you know, this is a guy that could win a couple majors. Yeah, look out. No doubt. Yeah. The problem, though, like you said, is if you do roster him on DraftKings, it's tough to take somebody like Hatton. Uh, you know, it kind of hamstrings your, your lineup a little bit. So definitely uh, I do like I, I also like the build where you fade everybody up there. You, maybe you go with Hatton or maybe you just start with a couple of these 9K guys. Uh, Victor Hovland at 9,800. I really like him. Scheffler, like I said, here's a guy that is from Texas. Uh, I think that's a, a big factor for him. And he had COVID, but now he's gotten a couple tournaments under his belt and I, I listened to an interview with him and he said that he really found something in his swing out in the last tournament in California when he finished I believe 17th yeah. uh, and it, so for a guy that is he's a, he's known as a great driver and then for him to say okay I, f I figured something out with my swing I feel better now then I think this is really a chance for him to uh, to maybe get in the winner circle he was talking about how he hasn't done it he hasn't won like he had like he would have liked so far and he just wants to keep giving himself more and more opportunities so and you know a young guy who's talking about winning who had such a great year last year and who figures something out with his swing and now he's playing in his home state um i'm gonna have a lot of exposure to him this week well he's he's a terrific player i mean i believe he's 23 years old so i mean he is just barely coming into his own but he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. Here's an odd twist I'll give you, though. I'm not going to – normally, when it's a tournament in Texas, I will really fire up the guys on the, you know, the, the Texas advantage. Sure. But the two, the two biggest reasons that Texas players do well in Texas generally – and I'd say this is a pretty giant sample size. It's being able to play in the wind, number mm -hmm. one. And secondly, being able to play on very dry surfaces where you have to do a lot of bump and run. You've got to land the ball short of the green and let it roll on, especially with fast greens like that. But guess what? It has not been that type of weather this month in the Houston, Dallas area. We've had enough rain that it'll be soft enough there. And we've had uh, we're having very little wind this coming week. So I don't think you're going to have other than being close to home and, you know, it's not like you can have a ton of fans there anymore either. So I just don't see as big of an advantage as usual for the Texas guys. Cause you know me, when it's a tournament in Texas and those conditions are right, you'll see like three Texans in my lineup, but I don't see that that much this week. 
I like Scheffler a lot, but uh, the one other factor I like Scheffler quite a bit on is uh, a lot of these events where they've played multiple years, 10 years, 15 years, even the ones five, six years, you know, that's a big advantage for the guys like Matsuyama and, and, you know, Henley and those guys that have been on the tour a long time. A place where nobody's played evens the field out a lot more with those guys, the experienced guys, to the people like Scheffler because they're all playing it for the first time in a tournament. So that that gives me a little bit more faith in the guys like Scheffler, the Lanto Griffins, you know, some of those up-and-comer guys uh, that, that haven't had as much experience on some of those courses. I think it's a, it's a good equalizer. Yeah, and it's funny because Scheffler was talking about how because he'll be a newcomer to the Masters, the fact that it's in November and it's different conditions than usual Good point. gives him a better chance. So he's obviously thinking about that. We have to keep that in mind for the Masters next week. But uh, I, I do agree with you on those points, that the hesitations. And by the way, he said he hasn't played the course until Monday of this week. He played a few holes. So even though it is in Texas, he doesn't have a home course advantage uh, like some of these Texans at some of these Texas events that we uh, zero in on? Well, I can tell you the pros in Texas don't play that course. I mean, it's just not, it's a, a muni course that's hard to get on. There's a lot of people there. It's a different type of scenario. So it's not like one of the awesome country club courses down here where those guys will play to sharpen up. It's going to be a real treat and a real new experience for those guys going out there. All right, we've talked a lot about the guys up in that top group. I think uh, before we, we get done here, uh, a big reason why a lot of people tune into this uh, podcast is to hear the Hanson. Got to come up with a nickname for your value plays. How about the Hanson uh, Haymakers? The Haymakers? Yeah. Now, well, we'll work on that for now. Send us some ideas, guys. What can we call the value plays for uh, Mr. Andrew Hansen? Send us some uh, hit us up on YouTube, which reminds me, if you're watching this on YouTube, so important, subscribe. We just uh, announced on Twitter across the board, we gave a, a month membership away for a new subscriber on YouTube for October. Uh, on Two days ago, on the 1st, we have the November contest going. So if you subscribe to us on YouTube in the month of November, you can win a free one-month membership which is a $75 value to DFS Coach Talk. And uh, we would love to have you do that. So please subscribe, hit the thumbs up. And another huge part that I can't recommend enough is hit that little alarm alert button there so that when we post a new podcast and we have multiple podcasts going up per week, uh, that you get a little alert that, that a new podcast is posted. So please do that as well. Also, if you can, you know, you can catch us anywhere uh, audio podcasts are heard, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeart, Stitcher, uh, where everywhere uh, you could be found. Uh, Podcast-wise, please give us the five stars, the thumbs up, comments. Uh, we really, really appreciate that, uh, and uh, that helps us a lot. So uh, definitely jump in that contest. Uh, you know, we, we pulled some analytics and statistics from our YouTube and we really, really appreciate, uh, we have so many of our listeners that come back for all the shows, 
but only 49% of our listeners are subscribed. So, you know, subscribe and hit that little alert button. We should double up on just uh, those numbers with our regular uh, weekly listeners to the Gulf or multiple uh, podcasts per week with football. And then, of course, we'll be rolling back into uh, the other sports as well. So we, we would love to have you do that. All right. No further ado. We can't stall anymore. What do we got for our, our value and our, for now, until we come up with something better, the Hanson Haymakers for this event? Yeah. Or maybe the values for victory? Uh, I think it has to be tied to you because H &H? You, you get the okay. credit. All right. <laughs> well, um, a couple in the mid tier I want to mention here. Just a reminder, again, James Hahn, 8,000. Three straight top tens. Great on the par five scoring. Okay. So keep him in mind. Uh, just below him again, Denny McCarthy, seventy nine hundred, tied for fourth last week. Great I like on the Denny McCarthy. Yeah, great He's on the par five scoring top. this year, and always a great putter. And uh, one name we haven't mentioned yet, good old Lee Westwood. Did you know that he has eight straight top thirty fives worldwide? Really? So, you know, he's been playing over in Europe, uh, different conditions, uh, but maybe he'll be nice and relaxed here in the warmth. And, How uh, old is Lee Westwood now? He's like a hundred. <laughs> I mean, he could can't. Is he fifty? He should be I able think to he play. Played, he played in nineteen sixty three at this event. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a, a a caddy there in the in the twenties. Yeah, think. He, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the course really well. Uh, so uh, after him again, uh, Tringali seventy three hundred. Uh, great with the par three, the putting, and then. Um, in terms of the 6K guys, once again, don't forget about John Ha. I mean, he's the value play of the week at 6,300. Okay. Um, I mean, he just tore up the par fives and the par threes. Uh, so great way to get one or more of these expensive guys like Terrell Hatton in your lineup. Excellent. One other, one other guy I want to mention, David Hearn, who is a late addition to the field. Uh, KJ Choi... Uh, Withdrew from the tournament. David Hearn. Be KJ Chubb? Yeah, well, ah. you know, I guess it's been <laughs> pounded in my brain for 20 years that over here, that's how they pronounce his name. But a yeah, good point. Um, uh, oh, by the way, do you know that James Hahn is from South Korea? So uh, there's another nice connection for us. But, there we go. Um, so with KJ having withdrawn, David Hearn was added to the field. And he had a top 10 finish last year in Bermuda. His putter last week, his putter is really hot. Um, okay. But right now he's not on the docket here on DraftKings. Bill so, Adam. yeah, it's Tuesday. So keep an eye on that. Uh, we don't know his price. I think he'll probably be a 6K guy. And that would be another value play for me this week. So I'm going to keep a close eye on that. That that would be a gigantic secret squirrel. An yes. added guy to the right. list. Holy Toledo. I've got a couple little value throws in there. You know, I play this guy a lot, and he's always super-duper cheap, and he seems to grind it out and make the cuts for me, and that's Sepp Straka. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, I'm always in his side, but he had a nice little 20, 21st finish this week, shot 69 and 68 on the weekend, so he did great for my weekend uh, deal. And, you know, he's, he's not winning tournaments, but he's making cuts 43rd, 33rd, you know, and you, you need some of those grinders that you can get at a, at a cheap uh, price. 
Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention your buddy Aller Schinderheinz yeah, or Aller, whatever. It is. Yeah, seventy one hundred. That's yeah. pretty darn cheap. Yeah, I, I'll I'll have him out there for sure. Uh, I usually okay. try to define my quote unquote value plays as six K on DraftKings. You oh, know. I yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not you know in that le- For me, you know, I I get these seven thousand dollar guys, and I think I'm uh, hitting the lottery. So right. I did have one more guy I wanted to mention in that area that I think is somebody that we need that is one of my quiet guys, and now I can't find him. While you're looking, I've got one more I can mention. Okay. Uh, Justin Harding is 6,500, a South African who I'm going to call a slightly above-average player on the European tour. Okay. Um, So 6,500, I think, is a a good price for somebody who has won worldwide. Um, Sort of pretty solid stats across the board. So I'm going to get him in the lineup or two. I like it. I like it. Uh, I still can't find my guy. So my my you can, secret, you can my tweet double it out. secret squirrel. Uh, yes, I will put it out there on Twitter. Uh, I'll also even make a comment uh, on YouTube too, okay. because this guy, since I can't find him, is probably the winner. Yeah, Let's just exactly. say that. <laughs> so we will do that. Well, excellent. Uh, again, we want to thank uh, BetUS.com.pa. If you haven't voted and you're listening to this, get your tail out there and vote. You've got plenty of time today to get your voice heard, and that is very, very important. It's your duty as an American. Uh, And for our non-American listeners in Australia and Canada and all our friends, we were ranked fourth in Malaysia on our our ranking. So, hello, Malaysia. Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a question for you. What language do they speak there? I'm not sure. We're going to have to look that one up. That's a quiz question of the day. All right. A couple other things. On Twitter, at DFS Coach Talk. Check us out. I'll be posting that secret squirrel on there. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. And, of course, Mr. Sugar Shane is at D-E-T Sports Shane. YouTube, DFS Coach Talk, as you know. Instagram, DFS underscore Coach Talk. You can get all the information and sign up as well uh, at DFSCoachTalk.com. We have some fantastic offers out there. Andrew, why don't you spike them on this winter special we got? Oh, yeah. Jump in with us. Get a membership for the rest of the winter. So you get our golf lineups every week. You get every football lineup for every slate through the Super Bowl and then one week after. And you'll get the beginning of the NBA season. And what we do is on FanDuel, we give out a cash lineup and then a GPP lineup. Depending on the slate, sometimes we give out two GPP lineups. Those are full lineups that you can just plug and play. And then on uh, DraftKings, we give out the coach's clipboard with core plays highlighted and then pivots. So with that winter special, you get a, a discount on the monthly price and you get every lineup for all those sports all the way through the Super Bowl. So just go to our website dfscoachtalk.com sign up and then we'll get you into our discord and that's where we uh, distribute the lineups and i'll tell you you know we priced and put out this winter special uh you know without knowing when the nba season was going to start which we still don't know but there i know uh, uh adam silver is really pushing for december 22nd uh to get it started and if he has his way and you get the winter special 
you'll be one week short of having two months of the NBA uh, along with that winter special. I mean, that is a fantastic, fantastic deal. And even if it does get pushed into January, still a nice chunk of, you know, our number one in uh, sport here at DFS Coach Talk. So dive in. We'd love to have you have a great group of members uh, have, having, uh, you know, a lot of one-on-ones with uh, in our chat here with a lot of our members. Had a, a, a great uh, talk with Gigi uh, Goldstar today and couple of our other uh, folks as well, and just really uh, strategizing and looking how to win. You know, what we talk about all the time is sustainable long-term profitability in DFS. That whole terminology is what we believe in. And all of that has everything to do with the preparation of what you're doing and how you're doing it before you even roster a single guy. And that really, I think, is the key uh, to our success uh, at Coach Talk. So we'd love to have you join in. Also, our charity of choice here is MambaOn3.org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. It is a wonderful charity set up by the Bryan family. So terrific job. Great insight today, Andrew. Uh, any final words on our golf prowess here next time we talk golf on here it will be the masters oh yeah yes can't wait for that so in the (laughs) in the meantime good luck with the the houston open and then tune in on thursday for our next two nfl podcasts we're going to preview the thursday night game and then the sunday main slate we go game so uh tune in for those and i'll tell you you know shout out to sugar shane because he was really pushing for it but we decided to go with positionality podcasts. We're doing a quarterback one separate and then a running back one and then a wide receiver tight end one. And I'll tell you, uh, it is just blowing up YouTube. Uh, people are loving it, getting that like 20, 25 minute deal uh, spot by spot. And, you know, uh, had a lot of great comments. So hats off to you guys. Uh, let's make this a fantastic week. You know, let's sweep some golf. This weekend was a blast, you know, finishing up, winning some golf, having the football, getting that done, and uh, still preparing for the other sports that we have coming up. So terrific, man. Enjoy it. Uh, I've got my sticker here. You can't see it. It says I voted. I hope all you guys do the same. Uh, we appreciate every one of you, and thank you for tuning in. And we'll catch you again next time when we look to crush it in DFS.